Bienvenidas. I am your host to Courageous Mujer Podcast. My name is Gladys Golinas, and I am here to support, embrace, and celebrate Latinas in the heartland. It is time to share our stories, break some barriers, and glass ceilings while we're at it. Like the song says, let's get loud. Bienvenidas a Courageous Mujer Podcast. My name is Gladys Godinez and I am your host. I am so excited to have my personal guest, special guest, Esperanza Cox. She is my daughter, nine years old, a beautiful young lady, beautiful and smart young lady. And I'm so excited to have you on this podcast, Esperanza. Bienvenida. Welcome to Courageous Mujer. Hello, everybody. I am nervous as heck. So this is a bit, I already did this, like this is like take three because we did a first one and then mom messed up the words on the second one and then we started the, the take two basically. Yes. And everybody knows I am new to podcasting, so it is not a surprise that we're on take three currently. Take one, we did a recording and unfortunately the tech didn't work out very well. And then the second one, yes, I did play around with the words a little bit. You so fumbled them. I fumbled them. Yes. And you now we're them. on episode three. Uh, no, not episode three. What the- Take three. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and try to get this conversation started to make sure that you all get a chance to listen and meet my wonderful young daughter, Esperanza Cox. So Esperanza, we, you and I have been together for more than a year, full time, because we have home, chosen to homeschool you for COVID-19. I know you miss your, your friends and your teachers. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience in homeschooling? Comic book and book and TV characters are my friends at this moment. Um, but we, we are planning to go back to summer school and eventually school next year in 2022. That's right. You have really delved into reading and having these characters becoming your friends to some extent, because that imagination has been such a big piece for you uh, to help you get through COVID-19. And so far, what book are you currently reading? I think you're rereading, right? Yeah, I've reread almost And I've read almost about every single book in my library. Yeah. So we need more books. Yes. (laughs) Basically. And basically maybe install a room that has books because because I'm going to read those through those books in about a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We we usually buy you a series and you run through a series and we're talking about 300 page books. You run through a series through within a week. And I can only imagine you being like in Beauty and the Beast, your bell. And in that library, you're like so happy that that library is so big. So it kind of reminds me of that. But so what are you currently reading or rereading? Uh, Nancy Drew, Shadow Ranch. What do you like about Nancy Drew? I like that she she solves mysteries. She's awesome. She's a pioneering woman and or young woman i don't know about it she's a teen detective and she basically solves mostly every mystery on her own which is really cool yes and she gets into danger and finds and then she gets into danger and then and then uses the lessons from from her old from past times to help her get out of danger sometimes all on her own i just like her for the mystery thrill the mystery stuff yeah, though I do have a few 
words because I think Nancy should also be black. We talked a little bit about representation. So we try our very best to have you read stories from different cultures. So then you could be exposed to that too, because you as a young nine-year-old Afro-Latina um, can see yourself in, you know, books as well. And it's really cool to see a girl as a hero too, because there's so many books that are just boy-focused. I think that that really moves us forward towards um, what you want to be when you grow up. What do you want to be when you grow up? Sometimes people refer to stories as weaving a story. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like, Mama? I want to be a storyteller so I can really take stories like I can take original stories like Nancy Drew and I can mold it into new stories. Like there's this one story about some lady who challenged Artemis to a looming challenge because she was overconfident and cocky. And she said, I bet I can weave a tapestry better than Artemis can. So Artemis came down and did a challenge on Artemis. One, the the um the person who challenged her turned into an arachnid, and that's how the arachnids got their name. Interesting. And Artemis is a Greek goddess, the Greek goddess of hunting, and she's a pioneer. She basically does everything herself, and she um is amazing. She's goddess of nature. Well, let's go back to that theory that you were talking about, the theory of how stories can be weaved. Well, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, I think stories th- will basically think of a loom, mm-hmm. right? And you have these threads just tangled and you're trying to find a way to get them all into a nice tapestry. Mm-hmm. And then... That's the story. It's just, it's just a bunch of, and then you have an idea for the story. And you start weaving and weaving and weaving until it turns into the story you would like. I love that because when you say it and when you talk about it, what I picture is, and I don't know if you've seen, you've seen it, um, in Guatemalan history, the weaving is very much a part of our history and our traditions. And in that tapestry, you do, um, the artist does weave a story within it. So it could be a pattern that comes from the uh, state of the, the country of Guatemala, or it could be a story being told. So maybe there's two women uh, being woven into the tapestry, uh, picking up food. So it is very interesting that you say that because it has to do with our history as well. So that's very cool being able to tie that in. Okay, um, you know what? I told my brother a story last night. It was called Black is the New Nancy Drew. I told the story about a black Nancy Drew. Her hair was black, and she was the color of the darkest cocoa bean you ever saw. It's pretty cool. That's very And her cool. friends were either Hispanic or African. Or African-American? Mm-hmm. I think it, it's very exciting for me to hear that you are already thinking about uh, telling stories with characters that look like you. Um, and it'll be exciting to be able to hear them later on. And I know eventually, because you do love to write, eventually, I think you'll get to love writing your stories. But 
I understand that you like to tell your story. So you'll be a storyteller. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, Mama. Let's talk a little bit about who um, who you are and what you see in your life. And I know a big part of what you see in your life is uh, you have been with me to marches, to rallies, to state hearings in regards to different advocacy efforts that we've had. Any thoughts about seeing me in those uh, those actions? And you've also seen dad, you know, in marches in regards to Black Lives Matter. What are you, what are your thoughts about all of those issues? Well, I mean, it's a lot of issues. So if you just want to pick one, that's perfectly fine. But in addition to how, how do you feel being a daughter of two active individuals in the community that are trying to do their best to speak up for uh, rights for individuals? Well, first of all, I think that's where I get my stubbornness from and my ego eye. I definitely get that from dad, but, um, yeah, it feels awesome because I know I have two parents uh, out there um, working to change the system and giving justice to the people who need it. About the protests, well, the most recent one I've seen Dada go to is, well, he went to a march and there's still a sign from the garage and even his profile on my texting app, um, it said, stop killing us with underlined killing was the underlined and he went to the march i've seen you at like at like speeches and at like um protests especially when you do protests you light up like that's that is your one true thing that you love oh you love doing that like you let it, like you like doing it but sometimes you just you just want to go to bed i've seen you at marches and you were so fired up and because of how fired up you are i think that's why people come to you is because you're so fired up and you're trying to do this and you never give up people who give up and still do marches they don't get that much people the people who are still fighting and have this fire in them keep going they get people who actually support them and how they do it. Well, thank you, Mama, for both acknowledging Dad's plight and the Black Lives Matter march uh, that we did have here in Lexington. And then here, additionally, we have been having rallies or um, car car caravans for solidarity with packing plant workers. And you have came to both of those things. You have been very active. You were able to read a poem during one of the car caravans. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I stood with you and I read a poem. Mm-hmm. I was and very nervous. I know. <laughs> As we are now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember uh, you coming to the Capitol with me. Do you remember going to the Capitol oh, yeah, for the that hearing? Testimony. Two women were on their phones and their computers like they had something else important to do. And people were actually sacrificing their time to be there, to be in front of you, to, to telling to telling them about their problems. But they're just texting their messages, or they're just doing emails. But you gotta look at, look, but you gotta look at what's right in front of you, not what's on your computer, not what's on your phone. What's right in front of you? True 
pure and determined fire trying to help their families not be scared that they're going to get COVID-19. Not be scared that they're, they're going to sick. They're going to get sick. Not be scared that they're, they're going to not pay the bills or when they, or when they, um, or when they have a sick day, they, they won't get paid or else they'll get fired. Pay attention to what's in front of you instead of paying attention on what's on the internet. Yeah. I love your observation because I remember how upset you were that day. You were super upset. And we went, we went to Lincoln, to the Capitol to be able to testify at a business, um, the business committee and business and labor committee in Lincoln and to the senators, state senators. And uh, we did notice it was obvious at some times that the individuals, the state senators that were in the committee were not paying attention to the individuals that went. And I think you said it correctly as in. They would sacrifice their time. You know, individuals came from different areas and they came and talked and shared their stories about what was happening. Some people even cried doing it. Yes. I mean, it was, it has been a, a very hard thing to see in our communities. We live in Lexington, Nebraska. We have a packing plant here and we have seen so many individuals, or at least I have seen so many families that have been hurt because the the packing plan at the time did not take enough protections. And we're still looking. Um, I know Yolanda mentioned this at a previous podcast. So whoever is listening and is still very much interested in helping us out, please send an email to your state senator and ask them to please put protections down uh, for our packing plant workers in the state. The bill's number is LB241. So please, um, if you're still out there and you still want to help us out with this, uh, make sure you contact your state senators. But I, I love that you have been so observant of what's happening in the world. And I also know that you have seen my self-care. And you just mentioned it not too long ago about me just falling asleep. Sometimes these events take so much energy from me because it, it hits close to home, right? Uh, grandma and grandpa, your grandma and grandpa, my mom and dad were packing plant workers. And we still have family that works at the packing plant right now. So it is, it definitely is a family issue. Um, and we see it and we want to change it because we don't want to see our families hurt anymore. And there needs some changes because people who are going to the packing plant workers and they don't have a car and they don't have, and they can't pay the bus fare to get, to get there. They have to walk across one of the most busiest streets in work in Lexington. There's no crosswalk there. And there should be a crosswalk there because people are in danger of getting hit by a car or run over by a car. There needs to be a crosswalk there. So what you're referring to is the, uh, the packing plant here in Lexington is on a busy highway and individuals park across the street from uh, the packing plant because they don't have either one enough parking or enough streets to go into the parking uh, of the packing plant. So we see constantly at the same time every day, you know, early in the morning or in early in the afternoon, we see a lot of people walking back and forth through 
this busy highway. And it is a concern of ours that there is no crosswalk. Um, and again, I, at nine years old, you are seeing this and you're observing this. And I am so proud of you, mama, because you continue to be right next to me, regardless of how much I get myself into. <laughs> well, sometimes things can really hit your like home spot and like you're just, dis- you're depressed for about two or three days. Um, and you're sad. Mm-hmm. And I try to cheer you up. But mostly it ends in you being cheered up by dad or Ken. But anyway, but. Or yeah. some food. Yes. Or some tacos and some Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, all you eat while you're depressed is tacos and Coke. <laughs> and men- and just candy while you're waiting for it. I love you, Mama. You're telling all my cheese to the people in the world because now they're going to be like, oh, this poor lady just eats tacos and coke. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it does Justice. Taco- <laughs> justice. Give me justice. Give me some tacos and coke. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting because self-care is very important. And at times I do have to go into... Uh, cocoon my cocoon which is what I call it I call it my cocoon to take care of myself because I again a lot of the issues that are happening within the United States or have happened within the last few or you know generations uh, hit close to home I am a Latina I am an immigrant I am in a small town I live in, in a conservative state and a lot of those things affect me uh, because I want to change those things. And if you're constantly wanting to change something, then obviously you're going to get pushed back or you're going to get somebody to try to stop you from making those changes. So then it affects you, you know, and it has affected me. And I think this podcast helps me, you know, understand what we need to do in regards to building us up and um, talking more about this type of stuff and talking more about how we are really awesome and a lot of stuff and we just don't hear it because nobody's talking about it so again awesome person that i have here right in front of me my daughter esperanza cox who uh, you have heard from here live and in person uh through podcasting <laughs> that she's a very smart young lady so all right esperanza let's talk a little bit more about Obviously, we've talked about uh, being afraid because you're nervous to be on this podcast. But if you can share a time where maybe you were afraid and you overcame. And, you know, you named this podcast. uh, Esperanza Cox did name Courageous Mujer Podcast. We had a conversation and uh, you came up with the name. So thank you for that, Esperanza. But in addition to, I would love to hear maybe something that you have overcome, you know, through your uh, memory that you can think of that, you know, has, has caused you fear, but you have overcame it because you know, you needed to do it. Can you think of anything? Protests. Because when I go to protest inside, in my subconscious, basically, I get scared that it's going to turn into a riot. And the police are going to come, and then there's this, yeah. Scared of that, but I do it anyway. So let's talk a little bit more about that, because I we have not 
watch the news as much as we could in our household. Uh, we did introduce to you when uh, George Floyd was killed and the riots that were happening in other states, but they did happen here as well. Um, and individuals were getting hurt by the police. How, how does that affect you going to these protests? And then why do you see the need then? Where where do you find the courage to go? I find the courage because I know that people out there who are in riots and who are getting hurt in the police need these protests. I know they need these protests and they need this courage and they need this hope. And people who did protests and stopped doing them need this need this hope because they might have lost hope and they they just need some encouraging some uplifting so in your mind what do these protests do then because in my mind mm -hmm. my, the protests are awesome because so many people show up so many people care and so many people actually do it and put in the work, put in the effort, put in the heart and courage and bravery to be there. That's what I think of these protests, hoping beacons for hope. And what are they hoping for, Mama? Hoping that everything, this crazy mess gets fixed. Which means hopefully the police do their job and take care of everybody, not just somebody that is of a that different is color. of light skinned instead of dark skinned. Mm -hmm. And there's a protest in my own book called Nubia Real One. And she goes to the protest at the end and she like, and like it was, a, it's a peaceful protest. But Wayland and his friends who are white and who are racist turn it into a riot. And um, Nubia's best friend slash crush, crush gets shot because of Wayland. And, and I even saw in the background somebody's baby was there. Babies shouldn't be there. Babies shouldn't be watching this. So Nubia is a book that you picked up at a comic book store that we chose. Um, and Nubia is an African-American character. And she's basically an Amazon princess. <laughs> she is an Amazon princess. And she's pretty, a pretty strong lady. And super fluffy hair. Yes, super fluffy hair. And uh, it is interesting that they give you these characters then to be able to see. So I want to dig a little deeper. In your mind, are police officers good or bad? Well, for one fact, there are some police officers that are bad. And there are some police officers that are good. I 100% agree. There are some bad and there are some good, just like all humans, right? Mm -hmm. Every person of color, uh, there's white, Latino, 
uh, Asian, we all have good apples and bad apples, right? So I have seen good police officers do good work, but I have also seen bad police officers do bad work. And it, it is very interesting, uh, your mindset, because I hope you grew up to meet good police officers in your life. I know you have had uh, visitors at your school to be able to introduce you to the police officers in their, our community. And there's some dark police officers, like um, Dad's friend police officer. I don't know. But there was a police officer that went to that went to Dad's program, to one of Dad's programs. Yeah. So we have... And uh, he was dark-skinned, too. Yes. Uh, from what I'm hearing is the community in Lexington, at least the city police is trying to recruit more Latinos and African-American or black um, police officers. So that kudos to them for trying. And I think it is my hope that you get to see more good than bad. Um, I'm grateful that you are understanding a lot of these really tough subjects because these are things that we have to know at a certain time. You know, I didn't come to terms with racism until I was 15. I didn't know it. Um, so I think it is very important for you as a young girl to know it. But I also want you to understand that you are beautiful. And I, I know that we tell you all the time, you're beautiful as you are. And so are other people of different colors and races. Um, we, again, good people and bad people are in every race. And we cannot just judge a whole entire race based on one person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and finish up with some inspiration. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Esperanza, to all of those people out there that are trying to find hope, you talked about that and your name means hope in English. So, um, and it was intentional. Your name came to us because we struggled having babies. And you know the story already. We struggled having babies and you were our first and you were a healthy baby. And therefore, we were able to get, you know, regain our hope. <laughs> so we named you Esperanza because it meant hope. And, uh, you know, what would what would you say to the ladies out there uh you know, and men, because we have men listeners as well. So, hey, thank you for listening. But what would you say to individuals out there to, that are, you know, struggling or that are having a hard time finding that hope? Um, any last, you know, inspiring words from Esperanza Cox? I'd say don't let someone tell your story for you. Let you leave your own story. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Leave your own story. Not copy somebody else's. That's my words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Weave your own stories. You heard it here first. The Esperanza Cox. Thank you, Mama, for joining me today. I know it has been a wild ride trying to record this podcast. Um, we have had some technical difficulties, but we got it. And today you have delved into a lot of issues that a lot of nine-year-olds do not delve into. I'm very proud of you. 
I want to make sure that you keep an open mind throughout your life that um, you've said this before. It depends how you see things. So I want you to keep that open mindset in, in your, throughout your life. So then um, you understand that there's di differences everywhere and we have good and bad and we all make mistakes. So hopefully everyone understands that here at Courageous Mujer podcast, we are welcoming everybody mistakes included, um, technical mistakes included, <laughs> <laughs> um, and individuals from all ages, because, you know, we have conversations about how we want to change the world for our kiddos. But if we don't have conversations with our kiddos, how are we really making that change? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I welcome you again, Mama, and I am so grateful that you came. You are welcome here anytime, Esperanza. So share. that means I can dive bomb your podcast, right? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you have to set up a time and date, young lady. <laughs> You've got to schedule it. But you are welcome here anytime, Mama. I appreciate you. I appreciate your heart, your mind. And uh, your individuality. And my love for Fruity Mentos. Yes. And Minty Mentos. <laughs> I'm gonna... Go ahead and grab them. Yes! Courageous Mohead Podcast is brought to you by United by Culture in Lexington, Nebraska. United by Culture celebrates our differences and lives by the saying, many nations, one family. Feel free to follow United by Culture on Instagram e-Facebook. Again, you can find Courageous Mujer Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. Feel free to catch the full episode on YouTube. While you're there, do not forget to like, subscribe, and comment. I'm your host, Gladys Colinas, y hasta la próxima.